Hello and welcome back to another episode of Nick Tiffany's Movie Reviews. We've got a very exciting review today, kicking off the 49th annual Seattle International Film Festival here in the great city of Seattle. It's been seven to eight years since I have attended a Seattle Film Fest, covered it, saw more than one or two films, and so I was really, really excited to kind of kick off this week this few weeks of films, both online uh, and in person. And what better way to do that than kick off with the opening night gala, which this year was hosted at the Paramount Theater in downtown Seattle. Um, the last few times they've done it, uh, I'm trying to think, the last time I was there, uh, near the Seattle Center of the Opera House, um, and it had been probably almost nine years since I'd been at the Paramount Theater, uh, back when I saw Fun the, the We Are Young band back there, probably in high school. Um, so it was just really, really cool to have this event to get dressed up for. There was going to be a Q&A with uh, Celine Song, the director of Past Lives, which we'll be discussing today, uh, which kind of kicked off the festival. Um, so, yeah, it was just a, it was a great opportunity to see a couple old friends there as well and bump into tons of different people I knew from the, the film circuit here in Seattle. Um it was great. It was just a, a wonderful evening. The Seattle International Film Festival, the SIF group, uh, the work they do is just so important. Um, you know, it's the longest film festival that takes place out of any fest during the year, highlighting everything from documentaries, foreign films, uh, you know, obviously a huge push for uh, women in film, for LGBTQ uh, filmmakers and stories. Um, so there's just, you know, there's just so much. There's so many movies. Uh, they must, I think they said they watched like 6,000 some entries uh, to kind of whittle it down to the 250 plus that are available during the festival. Um, so I feel really fortunate that I was able to attend the opening evening because past lives really kind of set the tone for the year, I think, and really is one of the strongest, if not the first film that I think will last until the end of the year, and we'll be in those conversations as far as best movie of the year, um, one of the best stories um, of the year as well. Uh, essentially, Past Lives is the tale of a young girl who moves from Korea when she's young. Uh, her name is Nora. Um, she had a best friend there, Sung. Uh, childhood friends grew up walking to school and walking back with each other all the time. Um, it just had you know, a wonderful, wonderful connection, even to the point where they're like, okay, you know, maybe, maybe I'm going to date you, you know, mind you, they're young in elementary school here at the time. And, uh, when Nora's family decides that they're going to immigrate to the United States, uh, because both her parents were writers, um, and someone in the entertainment business, uh, it was kind of a shock for her. It was going to be a whole big move. She wouldn't know anybody where she's going. Um, and so on the final day that she's leaving, she and Sung walk back together, go their separate ways, but there's not so much a, a big goodbye, you know, because I think Sung doesn't want her to go. She doesn't totally want to go, but they don't know. They're so young. They don't know how to communicate what they mean to each other, or, you know, what their friendship means to each other. And so you fast forward 10, 12 years, and now Nora's living in New York City. She's writing. She's got an established life. 
Um, she almost knows no Korean. She only speaks it with her mother now. Um, and while the two of them are talking, you know, her mother's teasing her about different relationships or things like that. And Nora asks her, you know, what was the name of the boy who I dated for a little while before we left Korea? I wonder, I wonder what he's doing. I wonder how he is. And so, you know, the mother remembers the name and immediately Nora goes to her computer to, uh, to see if he's somewhere out on Facebook. Um, which I think just a side note, as I talk about the story, I think, you know, this was a clear case of a film that really does showcase time in the sense that once adults kind of got onto Facebook and once Facebook started slowly taking over, there were people friend requesting and talking to people that they hadn't seen in decades. Um, and just this whole idea of people reuniting with a high school sweetheart or, you know, linking up with friends that they thought they'd lost um, or even family members and being able to communicate with them and see what they're doing. You know, the advent of Facebook and all this technology allows us so much as far as, you know, our ability to look anybody up, see what their digital footprint is like, uh, follow their lives. You know, I think that's the most interesting thing about it is there's people who I've met in person maybe once or twice, haven't spoken to in over a decade, but, you know, I've watched them grow. I've watched their families shift. I've watched life events, all sorts of stuff. And so with this, Nora does a little digging and she finds out that Hai Sung has also been looking for her, you know, leaving comments on, you know, I think her dad's Facebook page, trying to see if she might still remember him. And so she reaches out to him and halfway across the world in Korea, Hai Sung has been waiting. He could never shake that young love, that young friendship, this connection that they had. And he just had to, had to know more, had to know how she was doing. And so they slowly reconnect, you know, it was funny hearing the Skype ringtones. Cause I feel like, you know, post COVID now Skype was obsolete now. Um, but, uh, but you know, the two of them spend hours and hours reconnecting, talking about their lives understanding maybe what happened and both of the, you know, you can tell these souls are somewhat intertwined. There's something that all of these years, no matter the distance, they can't forget about each other. And so time goes on. They think, okay, you know, we've been doing this a while. Is it feasible for us to meet? And unfortunately, as it happens in life, sometimes it doesn't always work. And so in a very mature way, they kind of agree that maybe the best thing is to take a little time and not talk to each other because it's hard to know you can't have what you want right then. And, you know, it might only make you feel worse the more you talk because you know you've got so long to go. And so here, not long after, Nora goes on a riding retreat and meets a man named Arthur, played by John Magaro. Um... He's soft, he's tender, he's kind, and the two of them fall in love. Cut to 10 more years later, 10 to 12 more years later. Hai Sung and his girlfriend, or fiance, have broken it off or taken a break. He wants to supposedly get out of Korea, and it happens that he's going to be coming to New York. And so he looks up perhaps the one person he might know there, Nora, who now is many years along living with and married to Arthur 
Um, and that kind of is where the, the meat of our story begins. This idea that, hey, this guy's going to be traveling halfway across the world to see his oldest friend. The husband, you know, of course he knows. He's heard this story. And the fact that both of them are writers, he thinks it's almost romantic. You know, this connection, as far as a story goes, he's like, you know, this is something you should write about. You know, he should absolutely have this experience. You should be able to see him, you know, this connection that's endured decades. Um, it's just a fascinating thought. But Nora doesn't, you know, she doesn't even know how she feels about it until she sees Sung. And I'll kind of leave it there because I don't want to go too much more into detail. Um, whether it's the, the words of the story themselves that speak uh, so powerfully or the looks, these longing looks, these moments of silence with so much tension in the air and so much that you can see through the eyes. Um, I don't want to say that this is a complex film because I think the way everything is presented is done really beautifully. Um, and it's not that you can't understand it. I just think the, the artistic direction they take this idea of connection um, and what it means and how it travels across time and how it can stick with you. Um, it's sensational. Celine Song, who wrote and directed the film, she was there at the Seattle Film Festival for the premiere, did a Q&A afterwards and talked about how, you know, this is a work inspired from her own life. Um and, you know, a, a connection she once had. And, you know, she's been married. Uh, but it really, I mean, it is such a personal story. And it is such a unique look at love in this 21st century, at connection and how we stay close to each other, how even on ends of the planet, you can communicate and feel so close to someone and feel like you know them so well, despite the fact that they're not there with you. Um there's a line very early on uh, that Greta, uh, sorry, Nora, who's played by Greta Lee, mentions to her husband. And she talks about there being 8,000 layers of inyun. And inyun essentially, you know, it really does fuel how we kind of look at the story. It's the idea that when you're passing by the street, when you're passing a stranger on the street, then, you know, maybe your sleeves touch, your arms bump, something like that. It's believed that in a past life, the two of you are somehow connected. And it's this idea that all of us have lived many lives before. And the idea is you have to live 8,000 lives before you finally find the person that you're meant to be with. And so it's kind of explored throughout this because, you know, the husband's wondering, well, am I number 8,001 or where does that put me on this trip? Am I 7,999? Um, and for Nora, you know, goodness, she loves her husband. She is, he's everything to her. But there was still something unspoken with Hai Sung that just has clung to her soul, just as it has to his for so long. Um, and again, nothing, you know, going into this with the premise and knowing what the premise was, I was really curious 
you know, is this going to deep dive into infidelity? Is this going to turn into something? But it never, nothing ever becomes malicious. Nothing is ever irresponsible or disrespectful to, to partners or anything like that. It's just, I mean, it's truly fascinating how this story was told and just how much weight was in these words and these feelings of like, I just, I was really, really blown away by this movie. Um, I'm going to have to see it again in a normal theater. Loved seeing it at the Paramount and it was nice to be sitting up high in the second row, but you know, a, a venue like that is not necessarily geared for showing a movie in the sense that sound is going to bounce and echo off the massive walls. And so fortunately I say, you know, you know, a lot of the movie um, is in Korean with subtitles. Um, so that really did help me just in terms of like, I can't totally make out what they're saying because it's just bouncing all over, but thank goodness <laughs> the subtitles are on the screen. Um, everybody in this film gives a, phenomenal performance. Greta Lee is Nora, Teo Yu is Hai Sung. The two of them are spellbinding. And it is it's it's cute. It's so enjoyable. It's funny. It's awkward. It's just fascinating to see, you know, this rekindling, even just as a friendship, as seeing someone again who you know so well, but haven't seen and haven't touched or been around for almost twenty plus years. Um, I really, really think that A24 has a winner here on their hands. Um, this is, it's a beautiful movie, terrific drama, just, oh God. I mean, I'm, I'm dying to see it again. I know I've got, I think we've got a couple months. I think it's in July or no, I believe, uh, June 23rd in a limited release from A24. Um, but I think this is a movie I would implore everybody to seek out. It leads to really interesting conversations, I think. And it just shows you all these different sides of, you know, what love could be, what it means, how you show it, how it informs so much of our lives and how it ties so many things together. Um, and it just really, it's incredibly moving. I don't have enough wonderful things to say about this movie. I think it was a perfect way to kick off what is an amazing festival. Um, and so I'm looking forward to just seeing so many more great movies, so many more unique stories and voices um, that are always amplified by this great festival. So thank you again for listening, guys. When Past Lives comes out, it is an absolute, absolute must. Um, they're truly are very few things like this story. Um, and I think it's going to make everybody better for watching it and learning it and understanding it. Uh, so stay tuned. There's going to be lots and lots of reviews coming up soon. Um, I'm going to be trying to cover as much as I can feasibly in person and online for the Seattle Festival. Um, so stay tuned. We've got documentaries, foreign films. We've got lesbian, werewolf, coming of age tale. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be great. I'm super excited and I'm just excited to share more of this great stuff with y'all. It's so much fun to be back in this festival environment and back in the, back in the movie trenches. So I just look forward to sharing more and just appreciate all of you listening again. So stay tuned.